Many of us want and need different things in our relationships. Some of us need a lot of space and independence. And then some of us struggle with wanting to be with our partners all of the time. But there's a science behind this, and it's called attachment styles. Attachment style refers to the way that we relate to others, behave, and respond emotionally in our relationships. Attachment styles are formed in our childhood, and they are based in response to the relationships that we had with our earliest caregivers. So why is this important for empaths and highly sensitives to keep in mind? Well, we have a nervous system that is highly attuned to the emotions and energy of others around us. So when our partner is behaving in a way that we can't understand and we start to feel emotionally overwhelmed, keeping attachment styles in mind can help you to hold space, have deeper compassion for, and see a different perspective that your partner may be experiencing. This information will help you better understand your partner and their behavior because, as I always like to say, we are all wired very differently. So if you've been trying to understand your partner and their behavior on a deeper level, stay tuned for this episode on the four attachment styles. Listen in and learn which style you and your partner have. This is the perfect episode to continue our conversation from the last podcast episode that I put out there, which is season five, episode 10, titled How to Build More Understanding and Respect in Your Relationships advice from a marriage and relationships counselor. So I had a guest interview with a marriage and relationships counselor, and we talked all about how to build and foster more respect and understanding within your relationships. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you do or save the episode for later. That's season five, episode 10. With that being said, I'll see you on the other side and let's get deep. Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. So here are the four main attachment styles. Note that you could be a combination, um, but I'm just going to go over the four main attachment styles. So number one, secure. This attachment style is the ability to form secure relationships with others. This could be your type if you trust others and can be trusted, love and accept love, and you don't have a fear of intimacy and you don't get panicked when your partner needs time and space away from you. About 56% of adults have this type, so if you don't have a secure attachment style, don't worry because roughly half of the adult population doesn't either. So... Number two, anxious. This could be your type if you have a deep fear of abandonment, if you constantly worry that your partner will leave you, if you need a lot of validation to feel secure in your relationship. Um, This attachment style also looks like, you know, quote unquote, neediness. 
clingy behavior. And for example, this is like freaking out if your partner doesn't text you back um, fast enough or, you know, you automatically assume that this means, you know, something negative is going to happen with your relationship. Number three, avoidant. So this could be your type if you have a fear of intimacy, if you have trouble getting close to others in relationships, if you feel emotionally unavailable, and if you, you know, prefer to be independent and really only um, rely on yourself. And I know um, that's something that a lot of us can relate to. Okay. And number four, fearful avoidant. So this could be your type if you are a mix of anxious and avoidant types. Um, this could be your type if you feel like sometimes you desperately crave affection, but you also want to avoid it at all costs. And number three, you may feel like you want to be loved by others, but you're afraid of developing close relationships with others. So those are the four main attachment styles. Um, And so now that you have an idea of what you and your partner's attachment style might be, let's talk about the bigger question that we're all wondering about. So can your attachment style change and can you develop a more secure attachment style? Drum roll, please. The good news is yes, but it takes time, patience, effort, and an understanding that this is not an overnight change. So here's three things that you can do to develop a more secure attachment style. So number one, assess the patterns that you see in your relationships over time. So think about these patterns, um, the ones that play out over and over um, across more than one of your relationships. Like maybe you see these patterns um, within your relationship with your loved one, you know, your romantic partner. um, And then maybe you see that pattern within your relationship with you and your parent or your caregiver. Um, Maybe you see this with friends too. So go ahead and like just take a look at the patterns that you see that are playing out in your relationships over and over and over. And think back to your childhood um, and reflect on whether any of your childhood experiences may have had any influence on these recurring patterns that you're seeing now. Number two are, you know, trained in addressing these underlying patterns. Um, So it's the deep work, not the surface. Pardon the interruption. I know that there are a lot of creative souls that listen to this podcast And some of you might even be interested in starting your own podcast. If you are looking to take the leap into the world of podcasting, I would love to offer you a month free on Podbean, which is the hosting site that I host my podcast on. You can get a month free if you use my link and I'll leave it in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Get help on working on your self-esteem. So I hear a lot of this go work on your self-esteem, go improve your self-worth, go improve your self-confidence, that kind of thing online. And it's like, <clears throat> it's the right information. It's it's the right, it's the right direction to point someone into. But I feel like a lot of these suggestions from these online gurus and intuitives and coaches and, um, you know, guides out there, I feel like... They're like empty suggestions. Like, how exactly do you work on your self worth? How exactly do you work on improving your self esteem? Um, I know there's certain things that you can do personally and individually, but then I think at some point, um, if you're struggling with some pretty big and serious self esteem issues, that um, 
you know, it would be beneficial to reach out for some support, you know, a network of support, whether that is, you know, a coach, maybe it's your fitness trainer, maybe it's a mental health professional, like a therapist. So um, just kind of seek out the appropriate help so that you can start to work on your self-esteem. Some of these licensed professionals, um, even trained professionals, go improve your self-esteem, your self-worth, you know, It, it, it takes a deeper um, dive and it gets to the root cause of the self-esteem issues rather than just being like rainbows and butterflies and let's just improve our self-esteem and catch my drift. Okay. Number three, take inventory of your core needs. So for example, do you need better boundaries? Um, you know, are you looking for more freedom and autonomy? Maybe you're looking for security and stability. So go ahead and take inventory of your core needs because these are some of the things that you're going to have to communicate to your partner. People are not mind readers and that we are our own best um, advocate for our needs. So kind of just another call to uh, self-advocate for your needs. So what do you think? How is this all resonating with you? If you're an empath who is looking to build better boundaries in your relationships and you're looking to do the mindset work in order to develop a better sense of self-esteem, then I would love to invite you to join the Empath Empowerment Coaching Program. So this is my signature eight-week one-on-one coaching program for empaths who are interested in setting better boundaries in their relationships, they're interested in managing their energetic overwhelm, and they're wanting to tackle those self-limiting beliefs. Right now, I'm offering a summer sale at the time of this recording. I'm offering over 40% off of the Empath Empowerment Coaching Program. This is an excellent time to join. You can save yourselves a lot of moolah. So for more details on the course, um, please go ahead and visit NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com. Again, that's NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com. And... I appreciate you being here today. Um, And let me know what you think of, you know, some of these episodes. I like to do different themes. And right now the running theme is empaths and relationships. Um, And these are all things that I cover a lot more deeply, of course, in the Empath Empowerment Coaching Program. So if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me a message. I hang out on Instagram a lot at naomicourtney.co or .co. And you can also shoot me an email at hello at NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com, and I will be sure to get back to you. So have a beautiful day, have a beautiful week, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. So what did you think of the episode? If you loved it, I would greatly appreciate it if you left me a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to the show on right now. Go ahead and rate us with the number of stars that you see fit and go ahead and leave a little comment and this will help get the podcast out to other like-minded and like-sold people like you. Thank you so much and I will see you back on the next episode. Mahalo! Have you been seeing repeating numbers over and over again? Maybe you're seeing 1111 when you happen to glance at the clock, or maybe you're seeing 222, 333, 444, or 555 all day, every day. 
Either way, I'm sure you're wondering what all of these repeating angel numbers mean and what you can do when you see them. I've got you. Check out the angel number cheat sheet. This is your personal guide to interpret those angel numbers that you've been seeing. No more guessing. You have the answers here. This is a 12-page PDF that covers the 12 commonly seen angel numbers, and this is the perfect resource for you to keep in your back pocket, aka your phone. I personally like to keep mine in my iBooks, Kindle, or Google Drive app on my phone for quick reference so that I can interpret the meaning of the angel number whenever I see it in real time. This guide is going to make it a whole lot easier for you to interpret the messages that you're receiving from the universe in the moment that you receive them. Download the angel number cheat sheet today and may all the manifesting miracles be in your favor. Click the link in the show notes to check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the That's Deep Empath podcast. It has been a while, folks, and yeah, reporting to you live, it is, what is it, Tuesday, November 16th. It is a sunny, 80-degree, beautiful, you know, Tuesday in Hawaii. Um, Man, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know where to start because I haven't released an episode since, what? September. Yeah. And and honestly, um, I definitely have more episodes coming out for you guys. Stay tuned. I promise. (laughs) Don't sleep on me. Like there is stuff coming out for you. Um, And I think that I've had to kind of like address my own sorts of fears with like, um, I guess, going quiet and like being okay with being in hermit mode. Um, And kind of like acknowledging the times in my life when I do um, go in more of a hermit mode, because I feel like those are the times when like either A, I am just really needing an internal reset. Maybe I'm feeling energetically overwhelmed. Maybe I'm feeling exhausted and burnt out and I just need a bit of a break. Um, And other times it comes hand in hand with just being super, super busy, like with the physical human being life part of things. Um, you know, balancing client work, balancing um, the kids and here, you know, the podcast, everything. Um, 